Hey everyone, welcome to The Nerd Mix, a monthly theme podcast where we nerd out about movies, TV, pop culture, and more. I'll be your host for this episode, and we're continuing the theme for Nerd Mix Features. So we're just going to be featuring nerdy things all this month, and one of them is the Harry Potter Dark Arts new show at Universal Studios. Uh, For this episode, Laura will not be joining us just because we've had scheduling conflicts and we wanted to make sure we got an episode out for you guys. So, let's go in and talk about Universal Studios, The Dark Arts. Welcome to the Nerd Mix. So for this episode, we're going to be discussing Universal Studios and the new dark arts for the Harry Potter Wizarding World and um, just a little bit about that show. So for a little bit of history, for those of you who may have not been to Universal Studios, because this is a low key how to go to Universal Studios um, episode. Universal Studios is one of the oldest studios in Hollywood and the most famous. In fact, it is one of the oldest theme parks in the world as well. It started off as a way to show the public the real studios by giving tours by the founder Carl Lamelle. Lemely? See, once again, we cannot pronounce anything. It doesn't matter where it comes from, we just can't pronounce names. And he founded it in on March 15, 1915. The admission was only five cents, and yes, it included lunch. Wild, right? Now, wanting to increase profits since it was so cheap to go see movie magic, the company aka accountants, suggested that they create a new tour and thus kicked off the Universal Movie Magic, where people were actually seeing real productions, stage events, and more. Now let's talk about attending. Buy tickets in advance. Try to pay to skip the lines or get priority on shows because the lines can be really exhausting. Pick a good time of the year, maybe even day, if you can, because some shows shoot there, like Extra TV, and you can meet celebrities or get free swag right in front of the Universal Studios sign. Make sure to wear comfortable shoes and, of course, bring water and snacks. There is food and water, of course, but as you know, sometimes these things can get a little bit pricey or you want to buy various different things. So you buy a snack here or you try a Simpsons donut. It's amazing. Now this park doesn't have as much rides as Disneyland, so there is kind of a lot of waiting in lines. Now some of the rides that you may have heard of is Fast and the Furious, King Kong 360, the new Harry Potter part of the park where there's Flight of the Hippogriff and Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, but there's other classics like Jurassic World, Transformers, The Revenge of the Mummy, DreamWorks Kung Fu Panda, The Simpsons ride, and Despicable Me. And there's also some special shows, as you've as I've mentioned, that in the good old days, they would show you production, sound effects, and that kind of stuff. So they still continue that with animal actors, special effects, and there's even a fun, cool show for Waterworld based off the movie, which definitely, in my opinion, is better than the movie. Now, if you're one of those people who are trying to minimize waiting in lines in as much as possible and you have one day there, Laura and I like to do single riders wherever we go, so if you don't want to wait in the line, the following rides are a must. You know, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, Flight of the Hippogriff, uh, Revenge of the Mummy, The Ride, Transformers 3D, and um, honestly, you can always just pay for an upgrade not to wait in lines. 
Um, another big one that I didn't mention yet is the studio tour. This is actually the first ride, quote unquote, that Universal Studios had, even before it became an official theme park. So don't skip it. It's such a great break from walking, first of all, and just seeing all the movie magic there is. The studio tour is about 45 to 60 minutes, and you use tram vehicles, and they take us all around the themes park and the upper lot to the back lot where they actually film many of the shows and movies. And since Universal Studios has such an extensive um, has such an extensive lot and plenty of space, other movies actually film here. So you can see sh shows that are typically shot for another company using a studio here. Some of the backgrounds that they use is from like Inception and it's just amazing to see because during the tram ride they do show clips of how they use the backdrops there and they tell you a little bit about the filming process. So I think it's really fun if you're just a fan of the cinema and you just want to know a little bit more. The whole entire tram is kind of hosted by the conductor and the driver but most of all it's conducted by Jimmy Fallon. So the conductor and Jimmy Fallon kind of have a riff and the conductor, or the guide rather, tells you about fun facts during the ride. The tour is a highlight for me. It's one of my favorite ones to go to because as you may have seen on social media, sometimes celebrities go to the trams and take pictures with people. I have never had such luck, but you know, fingers crossed. Now, if you're a big fan of Harry Potter, give yourself plenty of time. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter has shops, you can pick wands, you can do magic, there's places to eat, there's butterbeer, of course, and you can't go without butterbeer. But the amazing part is, you're taking a stroll down Hogsmeade right into the castle. Let's get why we're here. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter for Hollywood opened on April 7, 2016, and is the largest themed area in the upper lot. When you first walk into this area, fans are treated to an iconic village of the franchise Hogsmeade, and this part of the park um, features the flight of a hippogriff and the forbidden journey. So it's an animatronic and screen-based thrill ride for Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, which is housed in a replica of Hogwarts Castle featuring actual props from the films in the queue. For me, that was amazing because you can definitely see you were walking through Herbology, you were walking through the halls, you were in the kitchens where it's the entrance to the Hufflebuff, Hufflepuff door, you know, or dorm. So it's very cool to go through all of this and you're buckled in and it takes you through a whole entire ride of Harry Potter and which is of course gonna you know turn south because it's Harry Potter and when do things go you know straightforward for him. I want to talk about the Dark's Art Show. Now they do several different shows throughout the year and this one in particular is mesmerizing. It's honestly a showcase of light, music, and special effects, and unleashes the darkest creatures and villains from the wizarding world. For the official website, um, I just want to read the description for you guys. Find a moment of hope hidden in the darkness when you see the dark arts at Hogwarts. Castle light up the sky with music and live special effects. As darkness falls at Hogwarts, castles, dementors, death eaters, and other unspeakable creatures cloak the stone walls with sinister images from the darker sides of magic. Experience the fire-engulfed army of Inferi, the soul-draining breath of dementors, and the haunting image of Lord Voldemort. As you stare in awe at the castle's takeover, this powerful spectacle is accompanied by 
atmospheric music score created by John Williams. Now, if you guys don't know who John Williams is, shame on you. He has done so many... uh, He is absolutely iconic. And he, of course, did all of the Harry Potter series. And you can find many of his stuff on... YouTube itself, but he's done Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. So, of course, he continued his magic on here. It's an exclusive musical arrangement conducted by William Ross and recorded by the London Symphony Symphony Orchestra in London. And it's, you know, based off John's original music for the film series. If you've seen the show, they have a they have it nightly and the nighttime lights at Hogwarts Castle you know they added items to here and as well with fog fire that gave it a spooky atmosphere but um it runs from June 22nd to August 11th and I don't want to spoil it but there is such an impressive use of magical I guess I think the term is projection mapping and drones throughout the performance which may have hit us little witches and wizards from all ages right in the emotions and it's on select it's on select nights but you know it's so cool like using this kind of uh projection mapping they were able to you know give us a dark look of the dark side of the wizarding world with thrust trolls mountain trolls aragog spiders and the scariest monsters of them all death eaters but towards the end they kind of remind you yeah i'm gonna spoil it a bit so if you want to just skip this part towards the end they remind you that there's always hope to be found in the darkest times and they do this drone beautiful drone of a Patronus, of Harry's Patronus, in the middle of the sky. And it's so beautiful because it's a moment of light and hope, and it's amazing. Now, I'm going to do a blog episode, or I'm going to do a blog on this episode soon, so keep a lookout with resources and more tips on how to go to Universal Studios. But this was essentially um, what we wanted to do for Universal. It was great speaking with you guys. If you have any questions, tweet us, reply to us on Instagram, follow us at The Nerd Mix, let us know. But yeah, see you next episode.